Kane is in the building. you live from the bay capital of the world aka the brick city the lovely the beautiful madison mississippi i'm the host you love the most the ruler of the seven kingdoms stanford reed parks and welcome to son of a pitch my dudes and babes of the world we got a great show for you today and hey let's go ahead let's get right up into it Let's go to the leadoff hitter. For, and let me tell you how I was born a winner. Let me tell you how I was born a winner. In case y'all don't know, I have a twin sister. I have an awesome twin sister. She's my best friend in the whole world. Her name is Sarah Beth. And I love her to death. She, she's way cooler than I am. She's, she started four years in soccer in high school. Four years as a freshman, won three state rings. She's a badass. She's the coolest girl in the world. But, but, she was born a loser, and I was born a winner. Which brings me to my chapter one of my autobiography, which is going to be a New York Times bestseller. I freaking guarantee it once I get completed with her. So let me go ahead and read that to you. Let me read that for you. The Story of Stamford Reed Parks, The Genotopian, Chapter 1, The Glory Days. It was a cool, crisp August morning, August 11th, 1992 to be exact. I was in Jackson, Mississippi, been seeing the same site for nearly nine months now. People say the weather on this historic day was near perfect. The weather people in the news said... The weather this morning is absolutely amazing. I've never seen such a gorgeous morning. Something historic and rememberable will happen on this day. (laughs) Well, sure enough, the weather people were correct. It was around 7.42ish a.m. and my twin sister, Bera, and I were battling in the womb. Ready to take on the real world, Bera and I were pushing and crawling to see who would come out first. It looked like Bera was going to come out first as she was inches away to seeing the real world. Then, out of nowhere, I gave I gave Bera a late elbow to the nose, which her nose is still slightly crooked to this day. And then, at 7.46 a.m., I came out first and was born a winner by defeating now my baby sis, Bera, to take on this crazy place we call Earth. It was a true underdog story. At 7.49 a.m., I shotgun my first Red Bull and ready, ready to Jenny win. Boom! And that's chapter one of my autobiography, The Glory Days, The Story of Stanford Reed Parks, The Genotopian, going to be a New York Times bestseller. It also brings me to another point. My boy Berlito, my boy Berlito's got a little, got a little hot date coming up, and she's also a boy-girl twin. But she was born second. She was born second, which means, yep, she was born a loser. And honestly, do you wanna do you wanna date somebody who was born a loser? I mean, I I would I will never probably do that. Never in my wildest dreams would I date a baby that was born. No, 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 not me. I'm a winner. 
My wife, my, my, my baby's going to be a trophy wife. She's going to be for tens on all platforms. She never loses. She never, ever, ever loses. But hey, that's how I, Stanford Parks, was born a freaking winner. All right, let's keep her rolling. Let's keep her rolling. Let's go to the Frisco Frenzy, the new segment, just because for the past weekend. Let's go to the Frisco Frenzy, and let's talk about what the dogs did this weekend. Hey, dog sweep. I know we only played two, but two huge games, two big-time Ws for the dogs, and we are moving, and we're rolling, and we look spectacular thus far through the first month of the year. Let's talk about the Sam Houston State game. Ethan Small, yet again, he's going to give us a chance to win every game, guys. Every single Friday night start this year, we're going to have a great chance to win with him on the mound. He had pitched six innings, six strikeouts, gave up two runs on seven hits, and get this, get this, he's now had zero walks yet again. Zero walks. Zero Zero walks. It's about it's like zero walks. That's the number of babes I got with this weekend, which was zero. Zero. But hey, don't don't worry about my babe number. Worry about that zero walks because that is impressive. My zero babes on the weekend is very not impressive. But Ethan Small has total command of this strike zone right now. And also Foskey. Foskey on this 5-4 win over Sam Houston State. Three hits. I mean, I'm telling you guys, this dude's the, the ball's got to look like a freaking beach ball coming up to him at the plate because he is swinging a hot bat. A hot, hot, hot bat. Very hot bat. And the dogs win 5-4. And Cole Gordon, I tell you what, him coming out of the pen has been incredible. Incredible. It's crazy to think we had, he was uh, thinking about quitting or think, yeah, thinking about giving up the game after last year, but... I'm so glad he didn't because he has been incredible out of the Coming in that closer role, he's got a lot of moxie to him. <laughs> and people freaked out over uh, the last pickoff of the game to win that game. Everybody's like, oh, yeah, he balked. Well, guys, it's a balk move. Every pitcher has that in their arsenal. Every single one has a balk move. <laughs> Every single one does. It's a great move. Don't get mad about it. It's just a really good move. There's a bolt probably every single game that goes on in college baseball that the umpires won't call. It's kind of like the pass interference and the charge or the charge or a block in basketball. You know, it, sometimes they get missed, sometimes they don't. It's just one of those things. And now let's let's go on the other game we had. The other game, taking on the Texas Tech Red Raiders, the Dogs upset number four Texas Tech, looking spectacular behind who? Behind who? Yep. The the uh, the freshman of the year in the SEC. Maybe the freshman of the year in America. JT Ginn, who had 8Ks and 7 innings pitched. 7 innings pitched. 8Ks, 2 runs on 3 hits. And y'all, holy smokes. I mean, I, I keep expecting this guy to maybe give up a few runs here and there. But... Oh my gosh, he's been all of that and then some thus far. He's been all appetized for it. He's been incredible. Incredible. I mean, can you imagine this guy walking around campus right now? 
I mean, how many freshman babes do you think are just throwing themselves at him? I bet this guy can just have has his pick of the litter. I bet he has a buffet of babes just to pick from. And I hope he's killing it off the field. I really do because he deserves it. Enjoy these two to three years you have in Mississippi State and and just do your thing off the field, my man, JT, because you deserve it thus far. Hey, and also, what you know what I like that from that Texas Tech game? My boy Rowdy, he reached base three times and scored twice. I know his average still isn't there, and, and I predicted him to – lead the dogs in average, which he's batting in the 200-ish, way not 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 been impressive thus far. But, hey, he reached base three times, scored two runs. And as you all know, he heats up as the weather heats up. So watch out for that. So, hey, great weekend for the dogs. Huge weekend for the dogs. Taking, beating, surviving Sam Houston State, then upsetting Texas Tech, and then Nebraska got canceled. But hey, I'll take 2 0 any day of the week. Great weekend. All right, all right. Time to move on to our next segment. Let's go ahead and move on to the Strikeout King. Let's look at the strikeouts around the league. And let's start with our boy Ethan. Let's start with our boy Ethan Small, who had 6Ks this weekend, bringing his total to 30Ks on the year. 30Ks on the year, which is second in the SEC behind A&M's John John Dorcoxes. I don't know how you say it, but he's number one with 32Ks, so Ethan's only two behind him. And you got to love what freaking JT's doing. you got to love what JT is doing. He had eight, eight Ks. I mean, this kid's just going to get better. Think about that. He's just going to get better and better as the year goes on, I believe. And this is February he's been pitching in. February! He's been lights out. Lights freaking out. Okay, now let's get to the best part. Let's go to who struck out off the field. And I got a great story for y'all. Great story for y'all. And speaking of Texas Tech, it's a story about how I, Stanford Reed Parks, struck out with a Texas Tech babe. It's, it, you won't even freaking believe it. It, it. it takes you back. Last year in Omaha, I met this Texas Tech babe. She's a hot babe. She's, she's pretty cute. She's a very hot babe. And the, the, nevertheless, uh, it was in Starkville this past football year. I met her in Omaha, but we had a good time. Got her number, blah, blah, blah. Exchanged some texts. I thought I was in for sure. I thought I was in for sure. I even gave her the old text message. Hey, uh, hey, when are we going to bang? <clears throat> I mean, hang. You know, <laughs> classic mistake that she thought I probably missed up. But no, 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 no. I did that on purpose to put that in her mind. Then we fast forward from Omaha to this past football year where she was in Startville when we were playing, uh, I think it was Florida, maybe Bulldog Bash weekend. I I think I'm right. I think I am right here. Bulldog Bash weekend. I was at Drifters, absolutely killing it. She was there, and we were all, she was all over me. We were sitting there kissing, making out at the bar. I mean, my sister was there. My roommate, baby sis, Sarah Beth was there, and she was just watching us. I mean, if you would have said, if there would have been a live odds at this, if I was going to get lucky, it would have been stand minus, like, 2,500 yes. I mean, it was in the bag that I was getting lucky. 
And then out of nowhere, out of nowhere, we were about the bar closes. We're walking out of the bar. I'm like, all right, let's go to your place. Let's get it on, get it on. And it's good. Oh, well, I have to take care of my friend. I have to take care of my friend. Her friend, I don't know if she was faking sick. She might have been, or she might have really been sick. Because I really thought she wouldn't be. Nevertheless, your boy struck out swinging at the high heat. The high, a little chin music. I swung at it, missed it completely. And that's how I, Stanford Reed Parks, and it. And this week's Strike Out King. Alright, time to move on to the next segment. We have Ball 4, which is where I give you four bets, four locks, four locks that you can take to the bank because they are guaranteed to happen. And first off, time out. I want to apologize for how animated I am tonight. I've been drinking a couple of glasses of wine. I'm watching The Bachelor doing a podcast. And this is the episode of The Bachelor where he, Colton finally, the, Colton the virgin, the loser virgin, finally apparently jumps the fence. So I'm waiting for that, drinking some wine. So yes, I may be getting a little more, more tipsy as the night goes along, as the podcast goes along. So hey, let's keep going right to it. Let's go to ball four where I got the odds on who's going to lead T-Sun in home runs, average, and RBIs. And then let's start with the home runs. Let's start with the home runs. We got Dillard. He's at minus 120. Yes, I said that correctly. Minus 120. He's already got six bombs on the year, leading the SEC right now. We got Tyler Keenan at plus 240. He has four bombs. Cole Zabowski at plus 335. He's got two. We got Cockrell at plus 410 with zero. And then Kessinger's at plus 650. He has one and y'all listen, I'm going Dillard here. There's no, I know it's minus 120, but hey, this is a lock bet of the year. I'm talking about the, the this is the lockest bet of the year. I guarantee it. I get go to the bank, get a loan, and go to the casino and put money on this because I promise you, Dillard's gonna lead this team in, in home runs. All right, let's go to average now. We got Olenek at plus 175. He's batting at 475 right now. Dillard's at plus 210. He's batting 436. Zabowski's at plus 295, batting 300. Cockrell at plus 340, batting 233. Tyler Keenan, plus 385, batting 282. Cooper Johnson at plus 420. He's third third on the team right now at a 346 average. You got any other T-Sun player at plus 500. And y'all, I'm taking Dillard again. I, he's my SEC Player of the Year, and I think he's gonna he's gonna lead Ole Miss in all three categories. I'm just gonna let y'all know right now. So I'm taking him at plus two ten, plus two ten to lead the Rebs in average. All right, let's go to RBIs. We got Dillard at plus one forty. He's got nineteen on the year. Keenan at plus two twenty five. He's got sixteen. Zabowski at plus four hundred with seven. Olenek at plus five ten. He has six on the year, and then Cockrell at plus 555. He has three. And y'all, once again, I'm going Thomas Dillard because he's number six, the greatest number of all time. I'm saying he's going to win all three categories, and I'm taking him at plus 140. Then I got I talked to a couple uh, a couple of my T-Sun friends. Uh, I talked to my buddy Walker. He's got he's got Dillard taking all three categories. I got my I talked to my buddy Max. 
He's got Dillard and Dingers, Dillard and RBIs, and then he's going to take Tyler Keenan. Tyler Keenan at plus 385 in average, which will be a big payout if that hits. Then my, I talked to my boy Hole Bowles, Mr. Holman, Brother Holman. He's got he's got Dillard and Dingers in RBIs as well. And then he's going Olenek in average, my boy Olenek. I love me some Tyler Olenek. And Holman's got him in, in uh, average. I'm telling you, Ryan Olenek's a really cool dude. Really cool dude. Then also asked my state friends, a couple of my state friends, what they thought who would lead these three categories. And then Bulk has Dillard in RBIs and RBIs. RBIs and home runs, my, my apologies. He's taking Olenek in average. He's taking the whole route. Then Wooten's copying me, taking Dillard in all three. We got Arab taking Dillard and Dingers, Olenek in average, and then Keenan in RBIs, which is pretty shocking. And then Salty Mike saying all revs to take a lap. Salty, come on now. Come on now. What? I, I just want your picks. Come, get out of here with that. Come on, man. Come on, man. So, hey. And then, hey, my fourth bet for y'all, my fourth bet for y'all, I have a wedding this weekend. I'm going to a wedding. My boy Defoe, the professor, Chavez, and y'all, I, sh- I thrive in weddings. I thrive in weddings. So my, uh, my, my, uh, for me to get lucky this weekend is yes, plus 210, no, minus 330, y'all. Take me yes plus two ten immediately, immediately. Listen, all babes, they all love they. They see people getting married. Like, oh man, I hope that's me one day. I hope that's me. They're vulnerable. They are vulnerable, and I am guaranteeing another guarantee that I'm telling you to take to the bank is me getting lucky this weekend. Let's keep her moving. Let's keep her moving. Time to move on to the Hit King, which is going to be this year's most talked about event in SEC baseball. Catching Mr. Furnace of LSU, Jake Mangum, and Antoine to plant this seed in you. Are trying to catch the SEC King. And once again, they're both getting hits. They're both getting hits. As we all know, Furnace is at 352. That's the SEC career leader in hits. The SEC career leader hits 352. Uh, Mr. Furnace of LSU. Then we got Jake. He's now has 16 hits on the year. He's at 291. And the Duplantis Duplant this seed in ya, which he always says to the babes. He has 17 hits on the year. He's at 285. So Jake has a was that six hit lead? Six go figure. The goat number. Go figure. Go figure. Six hit lead going into the final weekend of non conference play. I can't wait for State and LSU to play each other at the new dude. I will be there. I guarantee you I'm gonna get I'm getting an interview with Duplant the Stadium, you know. He's gotta know this. I he's got to. He's, it's going to happen. He, he's got to know that. I talk about him all the time. We're going to have a great time. But, yes, Jake Mangum. Bangle Mangum at 291 now. Duplant the seeds at 285. They're both catching Furnace. Trying to catch Furnace at 352 to become the SEC Hit King. Let's keep her rolling. Next segment I have for you all today. New segment. 
news segment. Due to the SEC now having 11 of the 14 teams ranked in the top 25, I have a new segment for y'all called Are These Teams a Contender or Pretender? Or hey, I'm so confused, take me to a bartender. Let's get her rolling. Let's get her rolling. Let's start with the number one ranked team in the country, which is Vanderbilt. And y'all, this team is a contender. No doubt about it. I gave y'all I gave y'all my reasons last week about how I think they have the best chance to win the SEC. They got a loaded lineup, a loaded staff, a loaded bullpen, an easy SEC schedule, and plus they're playing for playing for my man who passed away. Back in 2016, this is a senior class. Yes, Vanderbilt is a contender. Let's move to number five, the Florida Gators. And y'all, listen, I have Florida as a pretender. Yep, y'all heard that right, a pretender. First, I haven't had a Gatorade since Dan Mullen went to Florida. I don't like Florida, but that's not that's not the reason why I'm saying this. They've, already, they've been struggling early. Stru- not like Florida. Not like Florida struggle like this early. Already have losses to midweek losses to South Florida. Uh, who else have they lost to? Like North Florida. I know there's another uh, Florida team they lost to, but I can't think. They've had some bad midweek losses, so that's why I'm saying number five Florida is a pretender. It's gonna be the first time in four-ish years, four or five years that they won't make it to Omaha. Next, we have the number seven. Mississippi State Bulldogs, looky there, we're number seven, and yes, we are a huge contender, we're going to win a freaking national championship this year, write it down, we're going to win a natty, we got a loaded lineup, returning everybody, our staff looks incredible, we got probably the best one-two punch in the country in Ethan Small and JT Ginn, our bullpen looks lights out, we have a few question marks uh, maybe a, big, a little question mark at second base. That's the only thing I really see. But hey, let's look back. Let's look at the SEC coaches who predicted us to finish sixth in the West. Yeah, not looking like such a good prediction, is it, coaches of the SEC? Is it? <laughs> no, not at all. So I told you all to take a lap at the beginning of the year. All right, next we're going to number nine, Georgia. And once again, this is a contender. This is a big-time contender. This might my sleeper pick to make it to Omaha. I think it's the first time they make it to Omaha since they lost to Fresno State in the national championship. Georgia is a contender. Now let's go to number 10, T-Sun. Number 10, T-Sun. My friends, my rival friends. Look, y'all have a loaded lineup. One of the best lineups in the SEC. Y'all can absolutely crush the ball. But that's... Pitching staff and that bullpen has huge question marks, upside down question marks, some crazy emoji that nobody means. That's what describes Ole Miss right now. Yeah, basically, Ole Miss is like a babe, you know, just very confusing. Which is why I'm saying I don't have a pick for them. I don't. I can't tell you if they're contender or pretender. I'm gonna say take them to the bartender, have a few drinks because I have no clue what's going on. No clue. All right, next up, we got number 13, LSU. And y'all, I know they're a contender. This is LSU we're talking about. This is LSU. Historic fruit. They're a contender. I still think they're going to make it to Omaha. Stay with them. 
Then we got the Hogs, Arkansas. And once again, you know, I don't know. Arkansas can crush the ball. They got some good players. They've looked good. They look pretty good thus far. They look pretty good thus far. I mean, they got players in uh, Casey Martin. He's a stud. He's going to be a top draft pick if it's this year or years to come. Then they got Kershestad and Dominique Fletcher. I mean, they can hit the ball. They can definitely hit the ball. But they losing uh, their pitching coach to the Twins is still my biggest thing about them. So I'm saying go to the bartender, have a few drinks, and talk that one out. Then we got Auburn coming in at 19. Look, Auburn, I know they got Butch, John- Butch Johnson. Butch Johnson as a coach, but look, they're a pretender. They are a pretender. Until I see postseason success that leads them to Omaha, I will continue to say they are a pretender. Next, we got A&M coming in at number 20. Y'all, A&M looks spectacular thus far. They look spectacular. And I'm saying they they have some history of making a deep run in the month of June. So I'm saying AM is a contender. Watch out for the Aggies of college out of College Station. They are a contender this year. Then we got the Cox. We got the South Carolina Gamecocks at number 24, coming in off a big two out of three series win over Clemson. Yes, the Cox are a contender as well. They can make it they have great postseason success. So look for them to contend this year. And then we got the Vols, Tennessee Volunteers, cracking the top 25 at number 25. And look, they still haven't lost a game. They still haven't lost a game. I don't think they really played anybody yet. And I haven't seen any type of postseason success from them in my lifetime. So I'm saying Tennessee is a pretender. All right, time to move on to our next segment. We have one of our favorites. Let's move on to Dinger City. Who's hitting the dingers on the field? But, of course, who's hitting the dingers off the field? Let's start with on the field, though. We're, hey, Foscue. Foscue now has four bombs to lead the way for the dogs. He's killing the ball. I mean, that ball has got to be like a beach ball. I said it earlier. It's got to be like a beach ball. It is huge coming to him. He has seen the ball well. Already got four dingers. And I tell you what, hey, my pick, Gunnar Halter, finally, finally gets on the board with the dinger. He now has one. He, y'all, he's only three shy of three shy of Fosky to take the lead. Y'all act like this. He's so far out. I know a lot of my friends are asking for his number to get up, to stop playing second base. I know he's had a few errors. I know he's been struggling at the plate, but give him time. All Jugo guys, all Jugo guys, heat up as the weather heats up, so give him a little bit of time. <clears throat> and, hey, Thomas Dillard leading the way in the SEC with six. He's leading the way in the SEC with six bombs, including a walk-off bomb. Big time walk off bomb. So he's got that clutch gene with him, which all number sixes do. Which all number sixes do. All right. Now time for the dingers off the field. Y'all heard on the first my first podcast. Y'all heard on my first episode. I gave y'all the secret to the secret to getting any babe in the world. The stand system. S stimulate interest. You know, a little poke job text message. T taste physically, you know, drop a tank, pound a skank. 
A, avoid relationship. Y'all knew that. Avoid the relationship. Then N, navigate to new babe. All right, now it's time to get the great babino. This is the secret to getting the babe of all babes. We're talking about the great babe Bino, the babe of all babes. And I'm talking about the babe with the perfect babe. This is the babe that's going to get your last name. So this is the PARK system, the P-A-R-K-S system. Let's start with the P. Let's start with the P. And this is where we pursue the babe. That's right. That's where we pursue the babe of all babes, the perfect babe. The babe that's got the perfect boobs. The babe that's got the perfect personality. The babe that's got is a 10 across the all boards. You pursue her and you pursue her hard. And then we go to the A. And unlike the stand system, this is where we avoid breakup. That's right. Avoid breakup. That means maybe you're dating this babe and then she might be out of town and another babe comes in, starts texting you late night, but hey, you up? You know, she gives you the hey, you up this time. Hey, y'all, don't do it. Don't fall for it. This time, maybe just get like a nude from her because I don't think that counts as cheating. I doubt it does. So get like a nude from her. Don't ruin what you got with the babe of all babes. (laughs) Don't ruin it. Then we go to the R. And this is where you recite proposal. You recite a proposal. Y'all listen, it's got to be a good proposal. All babes have dream of the day to get proposed to. They literally dream about it all the time. I don't know why. It's a weird day, but I already got, I got the perfect idea. I can't tell anybody because it's better than everybody's that's ever existed. Ever existed. And then we go to the K where you kiss intimately. Yeah, that's right. The that one kiss. You know that one time where you're sucking face with a babe playing tonsil hockey and it's literally like fireworks are going off in the back of your head as you're just sitting there sucking face and making out. Literally, fireworks. Like basically like Katy Perry's in the background saying, Maybe you're a firework. As you're sitting there just making out. It's the kiss. The kiss. And that's where we go to the S where you sustain a happily ever after that's right this is how you get the babe of all babes the great babino the park system where you pursue the babe avoid breakup recite proposal kiss intimately and sustain a happily ever after all right next segment we have for y'all today my favorite my personal favorite segment take a lap who of this week is taking a lap? And let's get right into it. Let's start with my boy, Walker Laughlin. So this week, I was telling him the greatest sports movies of all time. And then he tells me, he tells me he's never seen the movie Rocky. What? Are you kidding me? He's never seen Rocky. Oh, my goodness. The next we have my boy, Salty Mike. My boy, Salty Mike, who's never seen Rocket Power, never seen Hey Arnold, and he thinks the movie Elf is terrible. (laughs) Y'all, to think these things that Salty Mike and Walker do, that's like going to Taco Bell and not getting a Baja Blast. You know, it's it's like that. It's just like that. Basically, it's a big-time virgin move by these guys. So that's why I'm saying that Walker, Salty Mike, 
y'all two need to take a lapo. Next up we have for y'all today, let's go to the scoreboard. Let's recap what happened last last weekend. Then, of course, let me give you all my predictions for this weekend. Let's first start with last weekend. I said Clemson would take two or three from South Carolina. Yup, I was wrong here. South Carolina surprised me, and they took two or three from Clemson. And then I said Kentucky would take two or three from Kansas. Kentucky ended up with a sweep. Wrong there. Or I got the series right, but missed it overall. Then I said Tennessee would take two, would get their first loss this weekend, but nope. They swept. They beat UL Monroe, North Florida, and Western Kentucky. Then I said Georgia would sweep Georgia Southern. They ended up only taking two or three. Don't worry. Georgia's still going to Omaha. Don't y'all sweat on that. Then I said Missouri would take two or three from – they played Central Arkansas, San Diego State, and Kansas State. They actually just went one and one this weekend. Uh, one of the games got postponed. And then Vandy played Dayton. I said Vandy would sweep, which they did. Florida played Winthrop. I said they'd sweep, which they did. Here's hey, here's the shocker here. I said Bama played South Alabama. I said South Alabama would take two or three, but hey, Bama here ended up with a sweep. I love this because I really, really I am craving Bama to be an elite powerhouse in baseball. I don't see how they're not an elite powerhouse. They, they're. I, don't, I still don't see it. They got the Bama's got probably some of the hottest babes in the whole country. They got a great just program in the SEC, historic program overall. I just want them to be good so badly. All right, A and M. I said A and M would go two and three this past weekend. They played Baylor, TCU, and Houston. They end up sweeping all three, winning all three games, looking great. And then LSU played Texas. I said LSU would take two or three. They end up getting swept by Texas. Watch out. Texas is back. Horns up. And then Auburn played Cincinnati. I said Auburn would take two or three. They end up sweeping them. The Hogs played Stony Brook. I said the Hogs sweep, which they did. T-Sun played Long Beach State. I said Long Beach State would get one would get their first victory of the year this weekend. They didn't. T-Sun got the sweep. Then I said add the dogs. I said they would sweep this weekend, which they did. They only played two, but they did sweep indeed. And now let's go to predictions for this weekend. We have Arkansas playing La Tech. I got hogs with a sweep here. I got hogs with a sweep. The Vols are playing Fresno State. Y'all, listen. Tennessee has six shutouts thus far. That is very impressive. But, hey, they got to lose a game eventually. they got to lose. I don't think they're going to go undefeated heading into SEC play. So, give me a Fresno State dub here. Tennessee take two or three. Kentucky's playing Middle Tennessee. I'll go Kentucky two or three. Vandy playing Illinois State. I'll give Vandy sweep. a playing Gonzaga. I'll go a and sweep over the Zags. Missouri's playing Northwestern. Uh, I doubt Northwestern's good at baseball, so I'll go Missouri sweep here. T-Sun, they're taking on the Blazers. Blazer. Laser. I'm sure you met my fitness instructor, Michelle. Yes, T-Sun's taking on UAB. I'll say UAB gets one because that T-Sun pitching staff has still got a thousand question marks. 
So T-Stone's going to take two or three here. Two or three. Bama taking on North Kentucky. Hey, I'm going Bama sweep. Why not? Bama sweep over North Kentucky. Cox are taking on Valparaiso. Cox sweep. George is taking on Presbyterian. George sweep easily. Now, LSU playing uh, California. Huh. Look, I've LSU coming off a coming off getting swept by Texas. Good luck, California. Good luck, you little Pac-12 school. LSU sweep here. Then we got Auburn taking on UTSA, University of Texas, San Antonio, the Roadrunners. I have a great friend, a great friend. My uh my one of my buddies who got me to start drinking Yingdings. He was the catcher of UTSA. So I'm saying they're going to sneak one here. I'll give Auburn two or three. Then we got Florida taking on Yale, the smart school of Yale. Stick it to academics, Yale, because Florida's going to sweep you here. Then I got the dogs taking on Maine. Taking on Maine, where we finally get revenge. We finally get revenge of that 9-7 to loss in football. And holy cow, it's going to feel good. Because back in the day, when we lost that football game, I, I mean, I couldn't even... I can't even deal with myself. I'd walk to school getting making fun of. All my old old Miss friends were making fun of me. I don't think I got a over-the-pants hand job, OTPHA, for like months after that. I mean, it was devastating. But hey, this is the weekend. We finally get our revenge. Dogs sweep. Time for our final segment of the day. A new one. Due to Fat Tuesday tomorrow, we have Bye Bye Julie Turner, where I'm finally giving up the jewel, guys. I'm finally giving up the Julius Caesar. I'm finally just going to be the Romeo without my Juliet. Because, y'all, this this dang jewel, this dang nicotine in this jewel keeps getting me too dang drunk. Because last week, I had another midweek, yeah, yeah, yes, I had another midweek throw up. So the total's now at two on the SEC baseball year. In case you'll remember, the over-under was at six and a half. And we already have two before SEC play. And I have a heavy, heavy bet on the under six and a half. So I'm giving up the Jewel for Lent. I'm giving up the Julie Turner for Lent. Bye-bye, Julie T. Bye-bye, Julius Caesar. Bye-bye, I'm just the Romeo. I'm no longer had the Juliet. I'm giving her up because she is making me yak. I mean, I obviously it probably is not her. I drink a double bottle of wine, watching the dogs play baseball, then watching Ole Miss play basketball that night. I was over at Buddy's house, so I just gotta have someone to blame, and I'm blaming Julie Turner. So for that reason. Bye-bye, Julie Turner. I'm giving you up. I'm moving on. Trust the process. Invest in Stan. I'm getting better. Humbay, humbay. But that being said, I appreciate y'all listening. And I'll see you next week, fools.